Hello and welcome to Locked In. You're in the dining room studio with Dave. It is All Australian time. I just finished up part one of the Super Coach All Australian team that I'm going to do, but I was just too enthralled. I couldn't stop, so I've looked at the 40 man squad and I've picked my All Australian team. It is. It's actually a lot of fun. I couldn't stop. I uh, once I started thinking about it, I got my notepad out and started pulling out stats and thinking about how much footy I've watched this year and what would I want my old Australian team to look like because I'm big on structure and I know I'm going to frustrate people. Let's talk about bias first because we all have bias. I'm an Essendon supporter. There are no Essendon players available for selection. Hopefully, when we get to some of the businesses, there's one in particular I think people are going to maybe argue with me on, but at the end of the day... I'm driven by what I've got in front of me in terms of stats, what I've seen in terms of the games I've watched, and really putting together a team that I think will work together. Anyway, so here we go. Starting defense. First five defensive selections were really easy. Last one was tricky. Here we go. So my defensive line is Dylan Grimes, Harris Andrews, James Sicily, Dane Rampey, Tom Stewart, Bashar Hawley. Bashar Hooley was the hardest one to pick out of the six because I had that six spot left open. Harris Andrews, great year. He's my big fullback. He's anchoring, anchoring that back line. Either side of him, Dylan Grimes, easily the best small defender in the game. Shepard, probably a bit stiff. But Grimes, 147 inter- intercept possessions, 142 one percenters. He's my guy. He's taking the Charlie Cameron, he's taking the other dangerous small forwards, the Michael Walters, he's my guy. Either side of him, or in, either side of Harris Andrews, we've got Grimes, and then, look, you know, semantics, maybe Tom Stewart. Tom Stewart, amazing year, led so many defensive categories, 185 rebound 50s, 144 intercept possessions, 11,000 metres gained, and then up on the flanks, you've got Hooley, You've got Rampy or Sicily, however you want to do this. Maybe Stewart's playing centre, halfback. Sicily, 137 rebound 50s, 187 intercept possessions. Rampy, 168 intercept possessions, 140 rebound 50s. And he went at 86% disposal efficiency. Those are the guys you want in the back line. Ball's coming in. Harris is Harris Andrews 1v1. You've got Sicily and Rampy, third man up. Grimes on the ground. Hooley's there sweeping it. At 495 metres gained a game and 4.8 rebound 50s. Those are my guys. They are going to win out more times than not. Really happy with it. Yep, so Shepard's a bit stiff. McGovern's a bit stiff. Maybe Hearn, maybe Haynes. But I think those six guys, really, really happy with that. I actually don't think, when I look at it, I don't think there'll be... If I've missed something there in terms of selection, if I don't get all six right there... Whew, this is um, I've missed something pretty glaring. Now, get into the, the center, and this is where shit gets contentious. So we'll start with the followers because probably debate number one, who is the number one Ruckman? In my mind, looking at all the stats, all you've got to choose from is Gorn and Grundy. To me, it's Grundy all day long, and mainly because he's a more complete player. Yep, he plays as that extra midfielder. This is a team where you don't need extra midfielders, but having him is certainly an advantage. 
He only got beat by Gorn by one hit out per game on average, but he does so much more. And I think the main thing for me is probably I'd lose that one hit out a game. So Grundy's hit outs to advantage, I think it's 12.2. Gorn's were 13.6, so 1.4 hit outs per game less. But what he loses in that, he picks up in score involvement, 6.5 a game to Gorn's 5.8. He picks up in tackles, 4.3 a game to Gorn's 2.4. In disposals, 21.1 to 17.7. To pressure acts, 13.1 to Gorn. I didn't even check it because he was so far down the list. 13.4 contested possessions to 10.5. Grundy is a more complete Ruckman. That's it. It's done. Grundy's my number one Ruckman. Sorry, it's... it's you watch the games and you can see why. It's stats-based, but just watch. Watch some of Grundy's games. Like his game against Essendon, wow. It's, he's by far and away the number one Ruckman. Gorn's a better traditional Ruck. Grundy's a Ruckman for 2019. All right. The next two, are, I think, are really straightforward. So these two guys led or in the top three or four in every disposal, clearance, stoppage, contested category. And the two that sit underneath Grundy, I can't actually think of two guys I'd rather have sitting at the feet of, of Brody Grundy. And that's Paddy Cripps and Lockie Neal. Both amazing seasons. Cripps had 102 stoppage clearances. Neal had 107. Cripps had 17 contested possessions a game. Neal had 16.1. Cripps had 8.4 clearances. Neil had 7.95. It just, uh, there's just so much going on. And like those two would just, uh, I can't imagine what they would be like having uh, being around Brody Grundy. Crazy. But easily those two are my two balls in the middle, center bounce clearance or any clearance experts. Neil actually, and this is probably the scary thing, for Lockie Neal, he, for all of those statistics, you think he'd, his disposal efficiency would be terrible. He's ranked third for disposal efficiency. Insane. Insane. So those two guys, so Grundy, Paddy Cripps, Lockie Neal my, is my center line, and I don't think anybody would argue with that. They will, however, argue with my next three. Now, I was shocked when I went back and had a look at the stats, and I was thinking... What do I do in the center line? You play traditionally two wings. I actually think I've found two wingmen who probably play more in the center, but these are two guys that run, that kick the ball long, that have great disposal efficiency, that gain meters. Anyway, my center line is all Bulldogs. Bontempelli, Dunkley, McRae. And I can't, looking at the stats and looking at the games and everything that I've seen and heard and the stats just backed it up when I spent the last couple of hours digging through it. All right, let's talk about it. On the wings. So Bont, I'm putting on one wing. Ah, 11,161 meters gained. 120 inside 50s, 20 goal assists, 7.5 score involvements, and 12.7 contested possessions. He is in the top 10 in all of those categories. On the other wing, Jackson McRae. 13.7 contested possessions. The second rank for disposal efficiency. 
22 goal assists, 6.8 score involvement, as well as five tackles a game on a wing. And Dunkley, I was shocked how many times he came up. I mean, I know he had a good year with Supercoach. I was actually shocked how many times he sat. He actually had more contested possessions than McRae. Seven score involvements a game. 11th ranked player for disposal efficiency. And he had 134 tackles. What is going on? Those three guys smashed Trelaw, Pendlebury, Trelaw, Pendlebury, Martin, Boak, Yo, Gaff, Shuey. Those three guys smashed it. And if they're not in the team, holy shit, I have no idea why. And it backs up what I saw over the last sort of 10, 12, 14 weeks of footy from those three. Wow, amazing year. And I was shocked when I looked at it and dug a little deeper. So there you go. Center is Marcus Bondabelli. What's his name? Dunkley? Whatever his name is. And Jackson McRae. I can't believe I forgot his name. Josh. Josh Dunkley and Jackson McRae is my center line. Now, into the half forward line. So this is where this is where we get a little bit of creep, a little midfield creep. And I think rightly so, because there were really only six full-time forwards selected in the 40-man squad. So you had Hawkins, Walters, Cameron of the J variety, and the C variety, Ben Brown and Jack Darling. So for me, I really had to work with maybe three or four of them. In the end, five of them made the team. I put one on the bench. Anyway, let's talk about In the forward line, I have... Dane Zorko on a half-forward flank. What a year he had. I, I mean, I saw some of it, but wow, what a year he had. 46 inside 50 tackles, 20 goal assists, 22 goals, 142 inside 50s, 11,000 metres gained, and 6.5 score involvements a game. He is a guy that is a true half-forward flanker. He's floating into the middle. He's setting up scoring opportunities. And he's getting his own ball, tackling inside 50, forward pressure. He's everything you want on a half-forward flank. At centre-half forward, easy selection. The Hawk, 52 goals, 7.3 scoring involvements a game. Huge. He's the guy you want there. Had a great year, deserves it. On the other flank, again, probably selects himself. Maybe I see see him here more than... uh, He certainly played down forward a bit more this year. So Paddy Dangerfield, 25 goals, 7.6 score involvements, as well as 14.4 contested possessions and 123 inside 50s. Huge year for him. He becomes my third tall almost, as well as rotating through the middle. And then the three forwards select themselves. Cameron, Cameron, Walters, Charlie, 54 goals, 6.6 score involvements. Best small forward in the game currently. Best small forward year, absolutely. Jeremy Cameron wins the Coleman. It's almost a lock, but yeah, I can't go past him. 67 goals, 7.8 score involvements on top of that. Michael Walters, 50, uh, 40 goals, 6.5 score involvements in an average team. Won a couple of games off his own boot after the siren goals, late game goals. He's the other forward pocket. Can you imagine that forward line? Cameron, Cameron, Walters. My God, the nightmares that would create. Anyway, there's my forward line. Now, this is where shit gets interesting. Max Gorn is not in my team. 
I am not playing two full-time Ruckman. It just doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. And it's a joke. It should never happen. And it drives me nuts to see it because it, you have to pick. Pick one. One of them has had a better year. That's Brody Grundy. Fucking pick him. Solo. Have the balls to just pick one. Anyway, you can see there's a soft point. My interchange is Ablett, Prestia, Fife, Darling. Now, Gary, you would be surprised to know that Gary kicked 33 goals this year and had 19 goal assists and 7.1 score involvements. He becomes my swing forward, a little bit of mid-time, but he's that interchange for that forward pocket. Wow, Dion Prestia, oh, he had a year. He was lucky, actually, looking back and looking how many categories he fell in. And I, he looked good in games, especially in the wet games. Dion Prestia, 6.6 score involvements, 4.8 tackles, 11.5 contested possessions, almost 10,000 metres gained. He absolutely deserves a spot. And he edges out Pendlebury, Trelaw, Kelly, Cunnington for that that sort of tough midfield role, he pushes him out. Presti is in there. The next one, and this guy is probably fighting for that position with Cripps and Neil. Nat Fife, I got it wrong. He came back. He played 20 games, super consistent. Led contested possessions with 17.6, 7.5 clearances a game, four and a half stoppage clearances a game. Absolute huge year from him. And he's the guy you want to interchange with Cripps and Neil under Grundy's feet in there at the coalface, just smashing bodies. Huge year from him. And I decided to put a forward on the bench for once rather than trying to hide another midfielder in there or there certainly wasn't another defender that deserved that spot. So Darling gets my... my Fourth bench spot, 54 goals, 37 contested marks. And the big thing about him, the thing I really liked, all those stats, yep, kick goals, contested marks, he had 27 tackles inside 50 uh, in the top five or 10. Huge result. He's the guy you want coming onto the ground, interchanging with Hawkins, interchanging with Cameron. Great year. And from what I saw, he, he deserves a couple of bad games or average games, but... Yeah, he's, yeah, 100% deserves it. And I'd much rather him uh, than one of these other, you know, just giving another spot to a midfielder or even, you know, Ben Brown may be a little stiff, but I think Darling definitely deserves it. Anyway, that's, that's it. Rant over, team selection over. Let me know what you think. Obviously, this is a huge point of contention and probably one of my favorite debates of the whole year. Uh, great fun going through the stats and looking and, you know, casting your mind back and memories of some of these players and what they did and game-winning moments. Just remember, this isn't a team that you would pick based on who they are. It's the last 22 games. And you're trying to... I am always trying to put together a team that I think would take the park. I would... You'd put on the park. I'd never put two Ruckman. You wouldn't play Gorn and Grundy in the same team. Anyway, I'm not going to give those again a whole nother rant. So there's, there's 40 players down to my 22. Yep, 18 are pretty... There's some pretty... couple of stiff uh, stiff guys. Oh, God, I hate saying that. There's a couple of... Uh, this is where better podcasts edit things out, but pfft. there's a couple of, uh, couple of guys that would count themselves very unlucky not to be included in the 22, but 
Uh, look, biases aside, I think I've landed in a pretty happy spot. I'll be interested to see how close I get. I know they're going to pick Gorn and Grundy, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not placating to that. We have to keep everyone happy. Bullshit. I'm going with Grundy. That's my 22. Fight me in the comments. Let's do it.